all started when I was a kid. I just I watched hunting shows growing up. I watched all the same ones I'm sure you watched, yeah. the Primo's videos, everything, and I always wanted to do that. And that started with stealing mom's video camera and just filming what I could. But when I got in college, I filmed a couple shows, and uh, I wound up in Columbus, Georgia, and I was in business school, and I really thought I'd wind up working for a real tree because they were out of Columbus. Right. And uh, just one day, one of the guys from a company called Sub Seven called me, and they asked if I could come film at Jeff Foxworthy's place. Okay. And I was like. Yeah. I think I can make that happen. Yeah, so I skipped school that day. <laughs> You're listening to the Got Game University podcast. This podcast puts you in the classroom and lets you learn from some of the best hunters and callers in the woods. Hi, this is Taylor and Ryan with Got Game Tech. Got Game Tech is a software development company that builds mobile apps that teach hunters how to call and hunt different animals. This is Taylor Tibbetts here with the Got Game University podcast and out at the National Wild Turkey Federation National Convention and uh, super excited to have Zach and Mary Phillips here with us and excited to talk about a few things. How are y'all doing today? I'm doing bloody awesome. How are you, Zach? Doing pretty good, man. Always good to be in Nashville. (laughs) How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing good, too. I got in late last night, but it's been a heck of a day so far. It's been awesome. You're definitely looking fresher than what I feel at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) I think the trouble was the people who came in early enough to go out last night. Yeah. And they're trying to roll out of bed this morning. Well, I tried to go out last night. Mary wouldn't let me. Yeah, well, you know, I, I love to have a good time, but I, it was raining down. Yeah, it, it was, wasn't a great night to get no. out. And it was like the day before. We've still got three days ahead of us. And I know he had FOMO, but I said, look, we just got to pace ourselves. We need to be on our A game for day one. Right. And then we can deteriorate slowly. <laughs> From there. <Yeah. laughs> That's awesome. I like Nashville anyway, but also NWTF, all my friends running around turkey hunting. I get pretty pumped up. So. Yeah, heck yeah. No, mm-hmm. it's tough to run YouTube down today mm-hmm. a lot of folks here that you know and see routinely probably yeah well that's yeah. it it's just like a big catch-up isn't it it is every year and what i love about this show as opposed to some of the other ones is they sell cold beer mm-hmm. and that's really nice oh absolutely <laughs> so yeah i'm no. gonna get that up they keep this. everybody spending money yeah it's <laughs> yes. a good strategy for yeah. sure yeah well so for our listeners i mean this podcast has been uh generally focused on elk hunting, turkey hunting, we've got apps that teach people how to call and hunt different animals, but we wanted to branch out a little bit more and just uh, introduce our followers to folks in the industry and kind of what's going on. And both of you have had some really interesting experiences, um, you know, Zach and filming a ton of hunts and Mary, you're running a, the, the, a new podcast that will have you tell us a little bit about. Mm-hmm. Um, so excited to, to introduce our followers to some of that and just mm-hmm. see where the conversation goes. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So Mary, talk to us about the podcast first. Let us know uh, how that's gone. I know you're rolling into the second season already. Yeah, so this has really been a dream come true for me. I moved to Nashville five years ago to pursue my career in country country music from Australia. And um, obviously there was a lot of people telling me it would never happen. I'm just, you know, just a girl from Australia with really big dreams. Um, But slowly by slowly, I started to get on the CMA red carpet, CMTs and interviewing really big artists. And then the more that I got into hunting, the more I really wanted to bring hunting and country music together. And I really didn't know how that was going to look. Um, But I slowly built a relationship with the Outdoor Channel and Mitch Petrie, who's the head of programming, approached me about this idea Country Outdoors podcast, where we would interview the country music artists about their outdoor passions. And so over the years that I'd been in Nashville, I had built these relationships with these artists and he kind of knew that I could bring the music cred and he could bring the outdoor cred and we both had a bit of each to share with each other. And so um, season one started last year at CMA Festival and 
included the likes of uh, Tyler Farr, Rhett Aikens, John Langston, Dylan Scott. Right, and we a just great lineup. Got so yeah, it's lucky awesome. with it. Like, oh my gosh, it's it's honestly been a dream come true. But it was really a teaser season at the time. The Outdoor Channel um, weren't totally backing it. Mitch and I funded it, wow. and we were doing it as a pitch to see if you know it would pick up and people would like it. And so our own money, blood, sweat, and tears went into it. And the feedback we got from everybody was just awesome. And so now the Outdoor Channel is supporting season two, Very which nice. is just like a blessing for me. This is my first real, really like big job since I've moved to the States. And it's just, you know, we've worked our tails off. So oh, absolutely. we're halfway through season one at the moment. It's going to be kicking off with Megan Patrick, who is an incredible uh, singer-songwriter. She's Canadian, a Canadian-American. She's got some really big hits out, but she's also Mitchell Tenpenny's girlfriend. Right. Um, and then, you know, onto the likes of Ray Fulcher, who is an incredible songwriter. He's written a bunch of songs for um, Luke Combs and just, it's the list just goes on and on. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's so. fantastic. And we encourage our listeners to check that podcast out and subscribe and add it to the list of uh, yeah, those podcasts that you're getting your information from. So definitely a fun one to follow along. Thanks. And it seems like the podcast has also opened up some other avenues as well, right? So you're doing, are you filming any TV shows with it or? So at the moment, obviously like in this day and age, it, you really have to have kind of like a triple threat going mm -hmm. on. So and we, I mean, I'm married to a very talented content creator and she has free labors <laughs> <laughs> but no i've always known the importance of video as well you know and so going into this we wanted to get the podcast off the ground and then really create that video content with it as well and just have it as like a as a whole experience for people so um, we're about to start filming um, Country Outdoors video, with a, starting off with a turkey tour. All right. Um, yeah, across the country, which will include um, disabled kids and veterans, country music artists, um, football players, and just all the country folk we meet along the way, oh, small towns. Cool. And it's just going to be like a real down-home experience. I'm super pumped about it, yeah. So do you know what platform people are going to be able to uh, watch that on? Yeah, so that'll be distributed by Outdoor Channel, mm -hmm. MOTV, and then it'll go on the um, uh, YouTube, on IGTV. It'll okay. be everywhere. So oh, but MOTV awesome. is going to be like, yeah, supporting it. Oh, super cool. Yeah. So a bunch of hunts planned then. Yeah, we're pumped. There's a lot of turkey hunting, so I'm happy. <laughs> Yeah, oh, no, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So Zach, tell us a little bit about your background. I know uh, we've talked, um, you know, previously, but uh, you know, you, filming hunts, your time in the outdoor industry. Yeah, man, it all started when I was a kid. I just, I watched hunting shows growing up. I watched all the same ones I'm sure you watched, yeah. the Primo's videos, everything, and I always wanted to do that. And that started with stealing mom's video camera and just filming what I could. But when I got in college, I filmed a couple shows, and uh, I wound up in Columbus, Georgia, and I was. A, in business school and I really thought I'd wind up working for a real tree because they were out of Columbus right and uh, just one day one of the guys from a company called sub 7 called me and they asked if I could come film at Jeff Foxworthy's place okay and I was like yeah I think I can make that happen yeah. so I skipped school <laughs> that day and I actually skipped school the entire week and uh, it was funny the, the last night I actually it was I had a final that night and the, my hunter shot a deer and made me late for my final and I showed up in full camo and I had blood on my hands and the teacher came up at the end and she's like, hey, why'd you, why are you late? What's up? Why are you wearing this? And I was like, well, you know, I told her what happened. She's like, oh, that's really cool. <laughs> I got a good grade somehow. And, uh, oh, that worked awesome. out. But at the end of that week, my boss at the time, he's like, man, you want to do this for a living? And 
I never thought that I could do it for a living. And uh, he, he told me I could, so started doing it and never looked back. Wow. I've been doing it since. So it's uh, been a lot of cool places. I've seen a lot of hunts that I wouldn't have seen otherwise. Right. No, that's super cool. And I've seen your Instagram page, and it looks like you take some awesome pictures, some awesome video. Uh, what type of equipment are you running right now? My video camera is a Sony FS7, okay. and that's kind of been a workhorse for the last few years, and uh, Sony just brought out a new camera, so looking at it, but for video, that, and then for stills, I've always ran a Canon 5D, Okay, and it's the Mark III at this point, I guess, but run it for my stills, and then, you know, we have drones and other little toys, but yeah. that's kind of my two main cameras. Yeah. I just want to butt in for a second, because Zach is, really never pumps himself up, and it's kind of an opportunity for me to do it for him because he's very humble about his work. But I think the thing behind that is like he, he worked his butt off. And when he says sub seven, like he, he's worked with everyone in the industry and he's really, um, it's a good lesson to just kind of put your head down and work hard. And if you've got a dream, you can make it come, come true. Zach's filmed Lee and Tiff, Craig Morgan. He currently films the owner of Bass Pro. and. He um, has built a lot of trust with these people and, um, you know, doesn't doesn't talk about them behind his back. He keeps everything very private and just works his butt off. And um, for anyone who's listening who wants to get into the outdoors, into film, I just kind of, I mean, you can reach out to Zach on Instagram and he will reply to your message and give you advice. Um, I get that quite a bit. People ask how to do it. Right. I and mean, to me, it's just, I somewhat fell into it, but... It's, if you want to do it, you work and you do it. Right. I mean, you just have to learn. For me, I didn't have school background on it. I was going to school for business. Mm-hmm. So I had no skills, and especially editing. They, When I started, they put me in front of a computer at the office, and I just sat there, and after about 20 minutes, I finally walked into the next office. I was like, hey, man, uh, can you show me how to turn this thing on? I'd never used a Mac before. I didn't know how to turn <laughs> Oh, my gosh, on. that's awesome. And two months later, I was editing full TV shows. Wow. Yeah, you, know, you, you do it, you learn, especially mm-hmm. if you want to. And, yeah. and it was cool growing up. You know, we were watching Primos and Road Trips and all those shows when I was a kid. And then when I started doing it, I was working for some of those people. Right. Right. That's always was kind of a surreal moment. First time sitting in a tree with Tiffany Lukoski and people like that. Like, I remember Jeff Boxworthy. I, I got in the tree and I put my tree arm on the tree and I had strapped my bag to the tree on accident. So my bag is just kind of dangling off the side of the tree. I needed to take it off and start over, but I was just nervous. I didn't want to make noise, so I sat on my back the entire night. Oh my just, gosh. You know, but yeah. looking back on it, it's like he wouldn't have cared. But right, right. Time, but it's, uh, it's been interesting for sure. Coming. You should tell them about um, you falling out of the tree and then going on that backcountry hunt. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, one. everyone should wear a safety harness and also never unclip from it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I fell. 22 feet out of a tree in November uh, four or five years ago. Oh my and goodness. The stupidest part about it is I had a lifeline on the tree mm. and harness. And I had climbed up, and I don't know how many people have done it, but I had the strap for my harness through my backpack strap. Right. And instead of getting down or whatever, I just took my harness off, took my backpack off, hung it up, and when I turned around, the stand broke and I fell. Oh my gosh. And, and he landed the, on his feet. And you'll, yeah, I landed on my feet and kind of crumpled. Actually, I thought I was paralyzed just because I associate that with it. Right. And I rolled around for a minute and I was oh man my legs work so i actually climbed up and i got my bow and i hobbled to another stand i hunted for a little bit oh my gosh you got <laughs> up and hunted after that and then i was like this hurts really bad so i went back to the house and took some medicine but it was worse the next day and you'll appreciate this being a western guy i had to leave to go film Rumi warren on mm-hmm. an elk hunt in the big yeah. route oh that guy hunts hard and <laughs> i was i called my boss i told him what happened he's like you think you can make it like we can't send anybody else at this point I'm like, i'll try and 
we went and it was in the Bitterroot public land, Montana. I knew a little bit about that, but I learned a lot a more lot the next couple of days. It. And I remember my boss was like, yeah, you know, Remy asked if you were good to hike. Uh, it was like 12 miles in or some stupid number. I'm like, uh, okay. And it was snowing. We, thank God we killed on the second day. And, oh my goodness, man. I don't know if, do you know Remy? He, I don't know him personally, but I know who he is. I and, didn't know him before that. And when we got done, we, he packed that elk out and we're at the camp, which is, you know, our little spike camp back there. And I was like, I'm ready to get out of there. I'm ready to go home. And he's like, man, I think we should just stay around. And I want to, we saw a big bull. I want to go scout again tomorrow. I'm like, what? I want to sit around and sing Kumbaya. Right, we got what we need. Right. Let's get out of here. Yeah. I still have a picture of my foot. It was black and nasty. But, Swollen. And yeah. So was there any structural issue from falling out of the tree or did just... uh, It was a brand new lock on and I want to say that the ratchet strap that came with it broke. Okay. That's what happened. The stitchings on it popped uh-huh. off. But yeah, so since then I'm, I will not climb in a tree without a lock. But like on. joints and bones. Oh, um, you know, I, I thought I fractured my heel. And then to this day, like my back still hurts and whatever, but I didn't break anything somehow. He still gets I, like like pinch nerve type thing every yeah. now and again. He'll have to send you that photo so that you can show everybody oh when this episode comes out. Foot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, you totally got to send that to us. That's an incredible amount of grit, though, to be able to go from falling out of the stand to going on a hunt with Remy Warren. So well, that's what I was bit. saying before, like, you know, you got to really want to do it. And wow. if you do, just do it. Yeah. <laughs> no. first, first of all, don't fall out of the tree. Second, right, don't right. go on a hunt with Remy Warren. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, great guy, but good Lord. Yeah, well, the Bitterroots is where I grew up. Oh, cool. uh, so that's a, we were on the other side of the Bitterroots in the Idaho side, okay. but that's some rugged country. It's where we hunted bears this year and, and where my son and I killed our elks too. So. Oh, that's well, awesome. Uh, Remy, if you're listening to this, I dropped a pin on that spot. So. <laughs> 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 that might have been before everyone was using Onyx and all those GPS apps, but Probably. yeah, you got to be careful about that these I'm days. Circled it on the map. <laughs> we are here. Yeah. Oh man, that's so cool. Well, that's a great example about putting in the time, mm-hmm. setting your sights on your dreams, and going after them. Mm-hmm. So help help us understand how the two of you connected. Oh, I can tell you. Don't say bad luck. <laughs> So I'd moved to Nashville and I really wasn't, I wanted to be single, not because I wanted to like flirt around or anything. I just was focused on getting my stuff, my career going. And then Zach slid into my DMs on Instagram. And like I am, I've never had Tinder. I'm not a like dating app type of person. No offense if you do, it's just not my style. But like he messaged me on Instagram saying, is there good hunting in Australia? And I had posted earlier Good that question. day. That's, so I've, I'm going to interject here. I've, as I've been driving around, like coming out here and driving to the airport and stuff, uh, there have been a bunch of radio stations talking about cheesy pickup lines. Yeah. And I'm going to, yeah. yeah. Hang on to that one. Hey, Is works, there any so. good hunting in Australia? In Australia. Or wherever, it yeah. It works every time. So. <laughs> and um, like, so I had earlier that day taken a photo in front of the I Believe in Nashville sign, mm-hmm. like tourist photo. And so he apparently had, well, you can tell them. I was in Nashville, and I, somehow or another, I saw the picture of her on Instagram in front of the Nashville sign. And I still remember I looked at my buddy, I had it on my phone, and I turned around, I was like, "Man, we missed one." And uh, I just I, I sent her a message on there, I guess, and here we are. But well, it wasn't. I still think she's using me for a green card. <laughs> anyway, it wasn't that easy. He messaged me, and we still to this day have no idea how he came to follow me. Um, and sometimes those messages don't go straight through, right? They go to the spam folder or whatever. Yeah, and, I, I yeah. Can't, have no idea. I don't even think they had the spam folder back oh, then. I think it was too. just yeah. direct message. 
And um, anyway, so he wanted my number and I didn't give it to him straight away and we started texting. He sent, he was like wooing me by sending me photos of himself and dead hogs. Yeah, that's And so, so awesome. I'd be like, yeah. this is my dead hog, this is my dead hog. And I was like, is this kid for real? Like, is this like a South Georgia thing or what? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then eventually he's like, can I have your number? Can I call? He used to call me Lil Ozzy. Lil uh -huh. Ozzy. Uh, you have not called me Lil Ozzy since then. I guess that was how you flirted with me. But it was like a month of us talking. And then he said, can I come up and see you? And I said, can we FaceTime first? I've never been on a blind date before. And like, I've, I've watched Catfish. Yeah, like, you I, know. yeah. So we FaceTimed and I was like, he kind of looks like Luke Bryan. <laughs> and so he drove up and saw me. And yeah, the rest is history. We went out that night, went out to Tin Roof on Broadway and, you know, listened to some good country music and kind of didn't stop talking since then. Yeah. We got engaged a year later and did long distance for a while. And that was really tough because Australia is a whole day ahead and then right. time zone right. differences. Yeah, really and, hard. Especially and he'd be out. hunting season. Oh, oh yeah. my goodness. <laughs> she didn't understand because she had just got into hunting with me and she didn't understand that a lot of these places we go, there's no cell service. Yeah. Some of them, I'm, I might have a sat phone or in reach or something right yeah so she didn't know that no i didn't yeah. and i like i like today i'd be like okay if i don't hear from him for two days that's fine as long as like i hear from him and he is not dead right you know but like i would be like message him in the morning and then for 12 hours and not hear back from him and i'd be seething like who does he think he is not replying to me? And he's like, no, I've been on a mountain. I'm like, yeah, sure. Right, like, right. There, there, there is no place on earth where there's no cell service, like, you know. But no, it's all wow. good now. And now, obviously, like, I share the same passion as him. And we're, we're cool. I go out and hunt by myself. Him, him too. So we're all good. Yeah, got her into hunting. So then I could, had an excuse to, if I bring her with me, I don't have right. to worry about texting her and stuff. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. Well, the Garmin inReach has been a game changer for me. Mm. My wife doesn't hunt yet. I'm, you know, kind of working on her still. But when I have the inReach and she knows she can hear from me every day, it's way easier to be able to get out and get way back in and not yeah. have that stress. That's sure. probably a good idea. Well, I remember being in Alaska and we had a sat phone that did not work very well. That was another <laughs> Remy Warren trip. It also, <laughs> I didn't break my foot before that one, but it sucked just as bad. But anyway, I'd, I'd call her at night or try to on the sat phone and those things don't work great. So she'd probably hear three words and I'd no, be gone for four days. I'm not kidding you guys. This is what happens. I get a call from him. This was about six months into our relationship. He'd already told me about this thing with Remy Warren before and now he's in Alaska with Remy Warren and I already know that Remy Warren does not like follow the rules and he does what he wants and he's just, you know, pretty hectic in how he hunts. And I get a call saying, Hey, there's not really good service. Um, I lost one of my boots in the river. <laughs> then I, I don't hear anything from him for three days. That was and it. I get a call saying, hey, look, everything's fine, but there are some brown bears close to camp. <laughs> and then I don't hear from him again. And I'm in Australia just like dying. Yeah. Like, oh, my goodness. I was freaking out. I don't think it was that dramatic. I, I mean, it, it you was... weren't dramatic about it. It wasn't a big deal <laughs> you were to good. you. Yeah. Well, you, and well I, about... I did sit in camp that one of the days we were glassing and I saw a bear take down a calf moose. Oh, you and, watched it happen. Yeah, that's, wow. that's when I realized I cannot outrun a bear. I could die. But, yeah, they're, well, you know, it's interesting on that trip, it was two guys from Georgia filming mm -hmm. and then two guys from out west and they brought pepper spray. I brought a 44 mag. So I was just like, man, I don't, if the wind's blowing in my face. <laughs> right. You don't want to roll the dice here. <laughs> yeah. Like pepper on their food. I don't know. So it's yeah. just funny the two guys from Georgia would show up with pistols. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah. So um, we'll get a picture of this as well for our listeners. But, Mary, 
I've heard the story, but I think it's a great one about your hat band. So oh. yeah, what's what's the story behind that? Okay, so um, well, there's a story behind the story. But right, right. So my we've got mates who have a really lovely big ranch out in Wyoming near the Devil's Tower, and I became friends with them really through Instagram. I was out there doing my single season turkey slam a couple years back and got to Wyoming and we were just struggling. No one would give us permission to hunt on their land and we're up in the Black Hills and it was so windy. You just couldn't hear anything. We chased around two gobbling jakes for about two hours and it was just a struggle and a half. Um, and I'm a big Western history fan. And as we came in, we drove past the Devil's Tower and I said to Zach, how bad beat would it be if I got my bird under the devil's tower. Um, so anyway, I text around, I put this thing up on Instagram and I, I'm like, look, I'm here in Hewlett. Anybody, like I just thought, why not just see if right. there's anyone on yeah. my social feed. Well, this guy writes back and he says, yeah, my family have a ranch out there and it's it's just near the devil's tower and you can go and hunt out there. So we go out there. Her, there his dad is like the dad from the ranch. No like way. just like western as can be like hard like it was just fulfilled all of my dreams you know what i mean <laughs> and we go out and hunt out there but like we didn't have any luck but he gave us like pretty much free for all of this beautiful land like oh my gosh just if you haven't been out to wyoming you've got to go it's yeah. just gorgeous didn't have any luck there but that was all good i'm just gonna okay i'm babbling on but long story short i end up seeing a strutter in the field under the devil's tower and I go and ask the owner for permission. He says, go and kill the son of a bitch. And I really asked with my puppy in my hand, he's a really cute golden right, retriever. And so right. I got the cred there. Plus I was like, g'day mate, blah, blah, blah. And I put it on a little bit, lathered it on a little bit. <laughs> I get my bird under the devil's tower. Well, it turns out that that guy was actually the Senator of Wyoming. Oh wow. And he owns all the land up to the devil's tower and he invites us in, Zach and I go and sit down and have a whiskey with him. and. His best mate knocks on the door and his best mate comes in and he's this um, uh, African-American cowboy who turns out to be the democratic seat for Cheyenne and their best mates, polar opposite political agendas, but they're the best right. of mates and we're right. sitting there having a whiskey with them and we we're just like, this is what hunting's all about. You know, you would Brings never have these experiences unless you were just out here, out in the Wild West. But anyway, going back to... <laughs> very long version of this. Well, you know, I just, yeah, anyway, sorry. But anyways, going back to the snake, well, I'm, he, we're looking at my Akuba right now. It's got a rattlesnake uh, band wrapped around it. We were back out at that ranch. We've become really good friends with those people now. And we're back out at that ranch. And they'd said the day before, we really haven't seen any rattlesnakes yet. And it's, it's coming pretty late into summer. And, you know, well, of course, that afternoon I step on a den. And I'm yelling at the boys who both have the worst hearing. One's former army. And then Zach, who's never worn in protection in his life, right. is half deaf. And I'm like, I can hear a snake. And they're like, can't hear it. And I'm like, I know that sound. Well. I was standing on the rock. <laughs> and there was a den under it. Oh, my with gosh. With a bunch of rattlesnakes. We wound up getting the big one out of there and made her that hat band. Yeah, so. which was the last time I had I had a rattlesnake encounter we were with somebody else. And I had found the snake again with my amazing years. But this other kid that was with us took the skin Get and wouldn't skin. give it to me. Son of a gun. I know. And I was really bummed about that. But no, I've got this. And so I came back from Australia after being home and arrived back. And that was my birthday present. Zach had made me a That's headband. Awesome. And yeah, it's really cool. So Yeah, really sweet. Yeah. 
So uh, talk to us a little bit about what uh, your hunting plans are for this year. What, what's on the calendar so far? What hunts are you thinking about? Well, we got the whole turkey season kind of mapped out. You're booked, and right? We talked a little bit yeah, about that. Yeah, we're going to go across. But uh, for the fall, man, I haven't really got that far. I know I'm going to hunt in Kansas again. Uh, I got a buddy has K and S Outfitters, and that's, yeah. he let me come hunt last year, and we we both did. She killed a nice deer, and then I killed a, my biggest deer ever. Yeah, giant. And, saw uh, that. I guess it was your biggest deer ever too, mm -hmm. the bow. So um, definitely got to go back if we draw our tags on that one. Mm -hmm. And past that, I haven't got real far. I, I know we've applied for Wyoming and a couple other places, but just kind of see what we draw. And yeah, depends on where we're living too, you know. <laughs> depends on where we're living. We'll probably his parents have a farm in Missouri, so we'll hunt there too. And okay. That's a good kind of spot. Every now and again, they get, I mean, geez, your cousin shot a really big buck, and then uh, your nephew. Yeah, my nephew killed a 194-inch oh, deer this year. Just stupid lucky. Like, has, so this kid has no idea. This big, I know, spoiled. Like, How old is he? Uh, oh, gosh, 12? he's... Yeah, oh, he's a youngster. 12, 12. Oh, no. I know. Yeah. You know, like, everyone's like, I'm happy for Setting you. Setting the I'm bar so pretty high, buddy. <laughs> yeah. But, no, I'm just... I'm never good at planning, to be honest with you. A lot of things, plus with my job, it's always right. You got to be able to ready to pick up and go on a hunt, yeah. right? So I've, traditionally, I film a lot more successful hunts than I do myself. But uh, this year, I'm setting the goal to do more than I normally do. It's yeah. just it's still a little hard to plan. But right, we might go back up to we did a Canada spring bear hunt. We'll probably go up and do that again. A really nice fishing camp too, and we've got some good mates that we do that with and. I like to catch up with some of my girlfriends on the road, but I mean, Zach and I just kind of, yeah, like you said, pick up and just go. I wish I knew a guy that knew about some elk in Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> we may be able to help with that. <laughs> Both of us have never killed an elk, and I mean, I'll, that's obviously bucket list for most people, yeah. so that's yeah. kind of, I'll hopefully we'll maybe get a chance to hunt in Wyoming this season. So, but yeah, no, turkeys for both of us is really like, I mean, whitetail bow hunting too, but we love chasing turkeys. Yeah. So we're really pumped to do that this spring. As I said, I did my slam a couple of years back right, and we had a blast fantastic. with that. But this time being able to bring so many other people in and like raise like, so we're doing this Beards for Benefit Turkey Camp in Georgia, mm -hmm. um, which is with, I don't know if you know who Pudu is, but uh -huh. yeah, so it's Pudu's camp. Yeah. And um, so that's really cool that we're able to do this video content and make it about other people and not right. just about ourselves too. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped for that. No, that's super cool. Something that we try to do with our apps is anytime there's efforts to get kids or disabled veterans or folks who aren't already in the into hunting out there, we mm -hmm. love giving away apps for teaching people how to call. So if yeah, there's an opportunity awesome. for us to hook somebody up on any of those hunts, definitely yeah, for sure. let us know. That's we can make awesome. something happen there. If I'd have had the turkey app when I was a kid, that would have saved me a lot of time. <laughs> or, you know, being 13 yeah. or whatever it was and loving turkey hunting, but trying to learn how to run a mouth call as right. a 13-year-old and not. That's tough, man. Yeah, yeah, no, there's so much more information out there nowadays. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like then you'd have to go talk to real turkeys, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and know your friends a lot. Yeah. I think we're planning to do a bit of bow fishing as well. Mm. Zach's been into that for the last few years. I kind of got into it last year. It's so much fun. I love it. I mean, we don't have a boat yet, but we've got friends that have boats. So <laughs> if you have a boat and you want to invite us, <laughs> you're open to as it. As long as you're not a full creeper, I'm open to it. Yeah. <laughs> so a new thing that we're doing this year, um, we're, my brother-in-law Ryan and I are going to head over to Alabama and we're going to noodle some catfish with Cody and Allie Hall. Oh, with Cody and yeah. Allie, yes. Yeah, so we're excited about giving that a go. We're a little nervous, yes. but every time I get scared, I just think, 
What's uh, the worst thing? Right. Hey, yeah. maybe we should tee up for that. Because yeah. I know Mitch, Mitch, my co-host, was really wanted to do that too. So oh, maybe heck, we yeah. could kind of join that in. It's around that time, isn't it? We're going into May. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we could come back around and do something like that. I would love to do it, and I just think it's so much. And Cody and Ellie are the greatest people. Great They're people. just so cool. Yeah, I know. Isn't she so sweet? Yep. Absolutely. Just, oh, the sweetest. Yeah. Well, and we met we met Allie about two years ago when we first launched our turkey calling app, mm -hmm. and it was as she was just starting to gain some notoriety and. Uh, and she was always super awesome to us, did some live videos about using the app. And, and then I've always kind of kept in touch with her just as a mentor to understand how mm -hmm. other companies work with influencers in the industry mm -hmm. to see what we should do. And uh, finally we're like, all right, Allie, we owe you one. So yeah, Cody and Allie are gonna come elk hunt with us and then we're gonna go noodle catfish with them. And, awesome. yeah. and that's something that I love. I mean, social media gets so many knocks from folks in the hunting industry but the way it connects people i absolutely love and we would never have met them any any other way and you, you know? know what like the amount of people hunting in general is declining mm -hmm. so i really think we should all be supporting each other I, I love seeing that yeah the amount the stats are declining but girls getting into the outdoors is going actually up. going on yeah. so i really think we all should be supportive of each other and get behind each other i understand that you know sometimes there are people that represent the sport in not the best of light, but that's, you can't judge everybody right. like that. And right. I'm very lucky to have some really good girlfriends now that got into hunting the same way I did through their boyfriend and kind of late in their life. And you know, I just think you should be encouraging of everybody getting into the sport. Totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. There's enough barriers to entry to our sport as it is, so we don't need to add any more. Exactly. Uh, anything yeah. that helps get people in. And like you, I've made some great friends off of social media just because it's like-minded people you say hey, right. man, what's going on and they tell you to come kill a turkey why not yeah absolutely <laughs> you know <laughs> no i'm totally with you there i think that's a great point mm -hmm. um well it's been an awesome episode one yeah. last thing i know we talked about when we initially talked mary was um to help our listeners understand some ways that they can support um wildlife as well as the people down in yeah. australia and yeah. i know that that was uh you know, a month ago was really big news, and it's kind of worked its way out of the yeah. main media cycle, but it's still a huge issue. Yeah. What are some ways that we can, can help with that? So I think what people don't really realize is um, the extremity of the devastation. Um, the fires have been burning for like six months, um, and, you know, that's just what happens with media these days there'll be one hot story right everyone <laughs> latches on to it well yeah. yeah you've had the impeachment stuff and then you know kobe bryant and all of that stuff and unfortunately like australian news gets pushed to the back but i mean the fires are still burning right now um there has been some rain but over a billion animals have died millions upon millions upon millions of acres have burned um 2700 homes have been burned wow. 35 people, including three Americans, have died. Um, and the amount of uh, emissions of carbon dioxide into the globe is just terrible. Um, so it, it is a global issue. And I think it's important hunters, you know, are globally known to be some of the biggest supporters of conservation. Right. Um, so I think it's, and one of the things that's really cool is so the Outdoor Channel are going to be airing soon a television commercial, which they've just done from the goodness of their heart to raise awareness. Um, so it's it's very nice to be working for a network that actually puts their money where their mouth right, is. Right. Um, but I think the biggest uh, conservation organization that you could support if you want to is called Wires Wildlife. 
um, organization and they have been rescuing all the animals and rehabilitating them. Like I said, over a billion animals have died, which means that some of our native animals are now being pushed to extinction. The koalas in some parts of Australia are now extinct. And I mean, everybody, koalas are just the most beautiful animals. They're very slow to move and it's, it's heartbreaking. And, and like I said, this is a global issue. So I would employ you, if you've got a couple extra bucks, go and make a donation. Every, every cent counts because they need to build, um, you know, homes for them, nets, you know, food, everything like that. So Wires Wildlife Organization is who I'd suggest, yeah. Oh, thank you. And that is just staggering to think about the impact it's had on and the country as well as the the globe really yeah i mean it's uh, the global it's worse than the amazon fires right right isn't that crazy it is just uh, incredible when i was i'll tell, just tell you guys so you get kind of a picture of it so i was back in sydney um for christmas and in my entire lifetime my mom's lifetime this is the worst um fire disaster natural disaster in australia's history my parents have never seen anything like this before and the air quality was worse than china people were wearing face masks i grew up in australia where it's blue skies clear oceans like everything you see on a postcard is what australia looks like it is beautiful and it was just just hit home so hard just being there and seeing that right that's got to be so hard to see yeah well everyone uh we definitely encourage you to support wires and um and find other ways um if you have them to to help support that and yeah. as conservationists it's definitely something that we all can rally behind for sure thank you yeah yeah well thank you both for being on the podcast Thanks, today it's yeah. Been yeah. Oh, it's been fantastic awesome. and look forward to having more fun at the show for and sure. following along with your podcast and and we'll have to keep talking about maybe some plans for this year definitely yeah sounds i'm excited good. to noodle for sure okay sounds good awesome